Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist, working for a government agency, and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi-six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, great day, everyone. So in this podcast episode, I want to talk about a topic that I have mentioned before in a few boot camps that we've had, whether it be to open and or relaunch and expand a solo practice, and then also talking about our elite coaching mastermind and understanding scalability in a mental health business. We've talked about um, how much should you really be investing in yourself? So if this is something of interest to you and you've been trying to figure out like how much should I really be dishing out to be financially stable still in my business, you definitely want to pause right now, go get a pen and paper. And what I'm going to do is just share with you some of the numbers that I ran based on investments that I've made and then just looking at other investments, whether it be my programs or other people's programs and looking at, okay, if this is the amount that the program costs, how much should you be okay with paying knowing that it doesn't leave you broke? You get me? And so what I'm going to do first is I'm going to share with you two different tiers of percentage brackets of your gross revenue. And when I say revenue, I want you to combine your job, if you have both, with your business. If you only have a business, clearly you only look at a business, right? But any money coming in to your bank account, I'm not asking for your expenses. I'm just looking at gross because that's a whole nother conversation in terms of where does your money actually go? We'll talk about that briefly today. But I want to share with you two different tiers of how you should approach investing in yourself. So let's just say there is a individual that is just now starting any type of business. It doesn't matter what you're starting. Solo practice, t-shirts, it doesn't matter, right? When you look at how much money you have, gross. I know taxes and stuff come out, but let's just look at gross, right? I want you to look at it from a perspective of because you don't know either anything or a good portion of knowledge, information, and how to implement things to get that business up and growing, you are going to, or you should be expected or look forward to probably investing more on the front end. Now, when I say investing, it can include the actual price tag of a program or a coach, right? It can also include systems for your business to run. It can also include, let's just say if you're in a program and there requires travel because you should include how much it's going to cost you to then partake in other parts of the program. Now, I want to be clear as well. Let's just say if I'm talking to the therapist in our community, if you're just starting a private practice and there's no revenue, you're going to look at your job's revenue, like the gross income, And I'm going to give you the percentage in a second, but you're just going to look at like your money from the job. I'm also speaking to the clinician who may have a private practice, 
But now we're looking at expanding into a group practice, which requires more money into your systems, even your existing systems like your EHR. Or maybe you want to create a digital product service. Maybe you have to now pay for email marketing, text marketing, a online course platform, a webinar platform, whatever it may be, Zoom, it still costs money. But at the end of the day, write this down when it's the beginning phase of something and you don't have those systems and things in place, the knowledge in place, expect to invest around 20 to 25% of your gross money or revenue. So what does that look like? Let's just say a program was, because I'll share some numbers that I was running, right? Let's just say if there was a year-long program that was going to help you build out a group practice. And let's just say if the program was... I don't know, $12,000, right? If we're looking at the 25% mark and you're looking at a 12-month payment plan, what we're going to look at is, okay, how much money should you be bringing in to your business or your pockets in order for you to feel okay with investing 25%? So these numbers are going to blow your mind and this is where I want you to ask yourself, are you overthinking investing Potentially because you don't even know where your actual money is going, which means that this money should exist. Like the 25% of this money should be somewhere. Is it at Chick-fil-A? Where is it? So 25% of $12,000 investment a year of whatever it is, right, is you should be bringing gross $5,000 a month. 25%, if you follow, a $5,000 of revenue a month is you should be able to make a $1,250 payment. That may be a moderate mastermind, right? I've been a part of programs where it's been 10,000, it's been 12,000, it's been 24,000, 30,000, right? But they have entrance requirements, which is why you may wonder why, why are they saying for like a mastermind, I need to make this amount of money. Well, we don't want you to invest in a program in which like you're gonna be broke your first 90 days. You need to already be showing that you're making money, okay? Now what I use, I'm just gonna give you examples of our program. I'm going to break down the Dope Therapist Academy, okay? And I really, really want y'all to talk back to me in a DM about this one, even if you in DTA, and tell me, are you overthinking your ability to go and make this money back, right? So let's just say on, I'm going to meet people in the middle. I already mentioned that you should expect to invest about 20 to 25% if you're just uh, starting, okay? If you are already in the field, You're already making money in something. And I'm going to count people who are therapists who have a job as a therapist. To me, you've already started. Now, you may have not started your business, but bottom line is you don't have no money. Like you're not not employed, right? Unless you just graduated or something. So for those people, expect that if you're doing like a rinse and repeat and just focusing on growing, learning like maybe 50% of the information, aka the business side of mental health versus just the clinical side, then you can expect to invest around 10 to 15%. So most of my programs, actually all of my programs, I would look at it from a perspective of look at it as I want you to look at 15% of how much money you bring in per month. And we're going to take that 15% and apply it to your investment fund, your investment fund. You should have an investment fund that can be for buying books, whatever you would like. Okay. So let's make this all make sense. If somebody were to buy the DTA program at the price point it is in May, 2023. Right now it's 3333, 
I love my angel numbers. That's paying full. There's a difference if you do a payment plan because we're allowing you to extend your payments across a year, right? So if you pay in full, if we're looking at a 15%, how much money should I be making at my job if I want to grow a solo practice? Y'all, you only have to be making $22,000 a year. I made $27,000 a year in my internship before I even got licensed through LA County. I know it was LA County, but still, I was making that before I even got licensed. When I first got licensed, my first job was paying like 60. Right? So are you telling me that you don't make $22,000 gross at your job? So you may be wondering, but I still can't afford the payment plan or the paying full. I don't have $3,000 sitting in the bank for investment. So now my next question is, well, what are you doing with your money that you make from your job? I understand inflation. I understand we may have to take care of family members, but now we're talking about, are you really living out of your means? Let's be all the way real. Are you keeping up with the Joneses? Are you putting your money in places that it shouldn't be put? Are you not understanding your cash flow? Are you so focused on paying things off in full when maybe some things need to be paid off in a payment plan, even though it may be a little interest? Certain things may need to be paid off monthly. So now let's look at a payment plan. Let's just say someone came in and said, I definitely don't have the 3000 but I heard you have a payment plan for 12 months. Okay. So if you do a 12-month payment plan, you have to make $27,000 a month. It ain't that much. $5,000 extra. Now, how many of y'all have told yourself for any investment that costs three to $4,000, whether it's an event that includes your airfare and your ticket, I'm thinking about the conference, right? The conference may cost $1,000 to get in there. But then you may have your Vegas hotel room in which you want your room by yourself. And then you got to pay for your plane ticket and you waited to the last minute to get that. Then you got to pay for like maybe your food outside of the event and the event is for two days, right? So if we calculate all of that up, it may be a $3,000 trip. I get it. But we had a payment plan. So you mean to tell me that you don't make $27,000 a year? Really think about that. So the question really now is outside of living out of your means, are you not creating an investment fund for yourself? It can also be what I call as a extra abundant CEO fund. You can have an abundant investment fund as a future or current business owner. I talk about this a lot. You want to start putting away money so that when an investment opportunity comes up, you don't have to sit here and try to figure out how you're going to pay your rent. The money should already be sitting there, even if it's the monthly payments. You already have gotten in the habit of transferring the money. Now that's DTA. So do you make $22,000 to $27,000 a month a year at your job? If the answer is yes, you can get help with your practice or any program for that matter. Let's just say you want to do digital products. I collaborate with one of my mentors. Let's just say if his program is $3,500, you can get his program. There's payment plans. Okay. Now let's look at a program that is maybe a mastermind. Now, masterminds can range from $1,000 a month to $3,000 to $5,000 a month. It just depends on what you're trying to do here. Are you trying to hit set seven figures? You know? So let's just say that a program is, let's just do a, a even number of 12,000, right? If someone is in a mastermind that is, let's just say 12,000 to $15,000, okay? And let's just say that... For a mastermind, we're expecting that you're already making money in your business. That's the goal because you can't get in a mastermind if you ain't generating no money because we pick people to be in a mastermind. You just can't join it. In order to afford to be in at minimum 
a $12,000 mastermind looking at it from a 15% standpoint, you have to be generating $7,000 a month growth. So that can be, ideally it should be in your business. That will be the goal, right? Because the mastermind is for your business. But let's just say if you spend 10 hours at a job and the rest in your business, all right, do you make over $7,000 a month? Now we're going to look at it from a six month consistency basis if we're talking about a higher tier program, okay? Um, Because it's higher level minds in those programs. You're focusing on longevity of business, not just starting one and trying to figure out the kinks, okay? So what is seven times six, 42,000? So if you look at your bank account, have you made, or QuickBooks, have you made $42,000 in the last six months? If the answer is no, I would say you shouldn't apply to be in that mastermind for $12,000 because the 15% equates to around $1,100 a month. Now you may be thinking, oh my God, I don't went from paying one program 300 a month to now a mastermind is 1,000. Well, you're going to get way more back of that ROI. The people in our mastermind are easily making with just starting off with one team member from their solo practice and then growing into a group practice, having other streams of income in their accountability reports, they're reporting working less and making 12, 15, 17, $20,000 a month. In your solo practice, you were making, let's just say, $3,000, $5,000, $7,000 if you're working hella hard with a whole lot of clients by yourself, $10,000, but then you got to pay yourself, right? So really think about that. You're going to be investing into higher level thinking, masterminding, information that is above, I need to teach you something. We are putting great minds together so that we can create more smaller sprints for your business to move toward that marathon outcome. But a mastermind is not about teaching you something new. That's why we handpick people to be in the mastermind. So as a recap, I've talked to you about percentages. If you're just starting out, you can look all the way up to maximum 25% of an investment. So don't be baffled when people are saying that in order for me to give you this in this program, so that you can get this outcome that you have on your vision board that's worth a hundred times the amount of what the program is because that's what you really want to look at. That's how we price programs. That's how you should be pricing your services, right? Is what is the value of what I'm giving, not how much should I charge? And I tell my mastermind students specifically that very thing. Well, how much should this program be? I'm not going to tell you that because you have to be able to articulate the value to us in this mastermind, to your clients. And if people can't see the value in what they're going to get after they've taken what you are teaching them or giving them or helping them experience, you can't put no price tag on it. So go the opposite way. What is the value of the coaching program that I'm looking at investing in? What is the value of going, for example, to a live event? I'll tell you straight up. I'm at the point in my business and I know that I've been investing for a while, right? But I'm at the point where I will literally pay $1,000 just to be in the room because I need that fire lit. It gets lonely even with a team, right? I'm working from home. I'm sitting in my pajamas right now, right? I can send a Slack message to my team member. We can meet up for food. My husband upstairs right now, if you hear a vacuum, right? We we got our little chores (laughs) that we be doing with the house, right? But at the end of the day, you should have an investment fund. 
And you should look at what is the value of what I'm getting based on what I want. So don't also just go based off shiny object syndrome and just start buying stuff because you see what has worked for other people. I have guest speakers on my podcast throughout the year. Um, Usually the students that are in our program, we highlight what they're doing in their business so that they can be seen also how our program has helped them. It's like both sides. But I'd never want people to, and I will say that in a podcast episode, can you please elaborate on the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing and or scaling your business or solo practice, whatever their stream of income is that we're talking about, because people will just hear the outcome and say, oh, boom, I want to do that. All right. So I just got to join the mastermind. No, it's just not about joining the mastermind. It's about how you show up at the mastermind. It's not just about showing up in Vegas at the conference. It's about how you show up. What is your intention before you even get there? Why do you want to come? What product do you want to launch by the end of 2023 going into 2024? What have you already done? We're going to have pre meetups. Can you come live or did you watch the replay? Did you do your homework? It's a higher level of thinking. It's focused on the person on your vision board. Like that is the higher version of you, right? That's why they're on your vision board. But every day you should be waking up asking yourself, how can I be 1% better than what I was yesterday? Well, the 1% better is not doing what the person did yesterday. So if the person yesterday was scared of investing in themselves because they didn't understand investment numbers, percentages, and really how to budget your money, you're going to stay at exactly where you are. And that's why some of you don't see the growth in your business that you should simply because you are on a hamster wheel, just either trying to duplicate what other people are doing that you see like, well, they're a therapist and I'm a therapist and they're in New Jersey and I'm in New Jersey. We can do the same thing. Or some people do this and this irks my nerves. I'm being real. You will see someone who went through our program and we just told you that that person went through our solo private practice program and our group practice program for a total of about three and a half to four years. Before that, they had spent three years trying to figure it out on their own, making mistakes, potentially learning from their mistakes. Before that, they may have had a wealth of knowledge just from life. But all people here, oh man, they throwing live events. Oh man, they getting together going to Jamaica. Oh man, you know, they, they have three books. That's all you hear. And so you get into their DM and you say, can I uh, chat with you? Can I find out how you did what you did? Well, they just laid out the journey. But you just trying to get a snapshot of the end and you think you really about to go duplicate that process? Absolutely not. Stop trying to shortchange the process. Well, that is why you get in a community. I'm not saying you can't mastermind with other people in a DM. But I also know that my community, they've been taught well. Don't let somebody milk you for information based on your investment, period. I've had plenty of clinicians that come to our boot camps with their therapist friends. One person or two decides to take the leap of faith and better themselves and invest in themselves because they feel aligned. The other person or people feel aligned, but they like, I ain't be having that. Just let me know what you learned, girl. And I remember my cohort in 2020, one of the girls actually told me this and she was like, it's crazy Because these people were in my DM asking me, like, how did you grow your practice so quickly? And and the girl was like, but you were there. Like, you had the opportunity. Well, I don't want to pay that amount of money. And I taught them to say, if you really want to, you know, keep it real. Well, then you don't want the information on the other side of the investment then. You should join her program. She got another cohort coming up. You know what I'm saying? Or you can let them milk you. That's totally up to you. But I don't believe that. If I sat there and, and saved my money and spent my money. And use the highest currency known as time to learn information, to implement it in my business because no business is the same. I'm not going to also use my time, aka currency, 
to dish out free information. Friend or not, yo, you should probably go watch the boot camp. So just be really careful about how you're showing up and make sure you create an abundance fund for your investment. So let me just say the numbers again. Based on how much money you have coming in gross, if you're just starting, the numbers are not outrageous for programs. Um, I'm going to say for some programs. Some people just be slapping prices on something because they just woke up today and said they're going to have an online course. So make sure you vet at the person, you check them out and stuff like that. I ain't saying that there are no like bad coaching programs out there, right? I just know how I show up as authentically me and within integrity of showing up as my best self for my clientele. But I can't speak about everybody else outside of some programs that I've seen, right? But vet the program, look at your numbers, and also make goals for yourself of what you want in the upcoming quarter or in the next year. So that way, if you come across something, it won't be such a surprise like, oh my God, I wish I would have known that this program was coming out. Like you knew going into the year you wanted a private practice. You put that on your vision board. So why don't you start putting aside money for that thing? And we tell our DTA students all the time, our private practice program, if you know that you want the outcomes of our mastermind students and you're in DTA right now, either wait until you're done paying off DTA and then start storing away money or start doing it now. If you have like a couple of bucks to the side or a couple of hundred, start putting them away, put them in a high yield savings account so that they earn a little bit of interest unless you invest your money in other vehicles. And then when it's time to make your deposit and apply for the mastermind, you can also show that you've been making money in your business, but you can also have the money to back it up with a deposit so that you won't get overlooked because you can't even make the deposit, even though you sound good on a sheet of paper through an application. And then you say, or we tell you, well, you got to wait a whole nother year because our mastermind only opens up one time a year, unlike our solo practice. And why? Because it is a mastermind. It is a commitment. It is a program that will show clinicians that it takes time for your business to scale. And it is not the same strategies, techniques, and mindset that was required of you to start your first stream of income, also known as potentially a solo practice for most therapists. All right. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you think that this has been helpful for you, um, I have a few things to ask of you and I'll be forever grateful. One, share this with at least two therapists that you know needs to hear this, especially those friends who... Um, you may be around and they're like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to like pay for help, you know, things like that. Share this with them. Also hop over to my DM and tell me what was your biggest takeaway. And if you have not done so already, whether you're new or a returning podcast listener, please leave a five-star review. If you really receive value out of this episode and post, what was your biggest takeaway? I will see you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.